our best practice is to not give you art without strategy or strategy without art. We believe in giving you art and strategy together. So if we're going to give you something, we're going to tell you where to put it, when to put it there, why to put it there. I mean, if you think about it, we're two 39-year-olds running a team of 50-something. Drop the disc. This week's episode features not only two business leaders in Augusta, but two business leaders that you may have seen have something to do with us with Drop the Disc and Augusta Podcasts. And we wanted to bring those people and introduce them to you. Today we've got the owners and founders of Allison South Marketing Company. We've got founder and CEO Mike Thomas, who started marketing, came from a class project. So we won and Wayne Brady gave us our award and and the COO, Kate Sanders. And now most everybody in my office just knows that I'm a weirdo. We talked to Mike and Kate about running and growing a successful company in the city of Augusta, which is a relatively younger company, and about some surprises that they may have in store. Wait, am I allowed to say the next thing that we're doing? Yeah, go for it. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. This episode with the owners of Allison South Marketing is really exciting. We do want to give a shout out to Cynthia South, who is not here during the recording today, but is still one of the owners and the leadership team for Allison South. Um, If you enjoy this episode, make sure you tell a friend about us. Make sure you uh, leave us a rating or review. Follow the social medias, uh, Drop the Disc Pod, and also go ahead and follow Augusta Podcast, wherever you can find Augusta Podcasts as well. We've got some cool shows like Deep Copenhaver's The Changemaker uh, that are out now. Um, This episode and this show, like all episodes of this show, are presented by our friend Nancy Powell of Powell & Associates. Nancy Powell is Augusta's favorite realtor. She is Augusta's favorite broker. She is a fantastic pillar in this community. But more importantly than all of that, for the purposes of this right here, she is a great real estate agent and broker. She has incredible connections around the community. Uh, She has worked with Chris and myself personally, so of course we can vouch for her. But all you'll need to do to agree is look her up, find her at Downtown Augusta Broker on social media, and give her a call at 706-717-1281. Tell her we sent you, and she will take fantastic care of you. I'm Chris. Hey guys, I'm David. We are Drop the Disc Podcast. We're here today with two special individuals. A much anticipated episode. Yes, it's been scheduled multiple times <laughs> and we finally nailed it down and I'm very excited. Uh, today we are here with... Kate Sanders, COO and partner of Allison South Marketing Group. Awesome. And we are also here with... Mike Thomas, CEO, actual CEO <laughs> and partner actual of Allison South And that's why it took so long to get you guys here, because your work week uh, combined is probably disgusting, but we won't get into that yet. Right. Absolutely. Is that the disc and disgusting? (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Today it is. (laughs) We're dropping it. So um, what we want to do with this is we want to kind of give people an, an opportunity to get to know each of you, get to know each of your kind of independent stories. And then when those stories align, uh, we'll kind of tell the story of Allison South and what you guys have been doing, not only in Augusta, but regionally. Um, so as Kate was brave and spoke first, uh, we'll start with you, Kate. Okay. Um, are you originally from Augusta? I am. I'm like one of those very obnoxious people who's been, family's been here for, you know, five generations or something. My, wow. My grandfathers went to the Academy of Richmond County together. Oh, damn. Wow. <laughs> Not when they did, I feel certain, David. (laughs) So, yes, I was born and raised here. I left for about 10 years after high school. I went to UGA for college and moved down to the Gulf Coast. Okay, I thought it took you 10 years to get your degree. I wasn't going to comment, but yeah. I mean, that's what we're here. We're trying to have a good time. It didn't. (laughs) Although, when I realized I was going to graduate on time, I did call the dean and ask if I should get a second degree in public relations. And he he told me I needed to let it go and (laughs) graduate. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's so, awesome no it only took me a normal four years to get through college and what do uh, you study advertising i'm a grady grad from is that, uga is that what you wanted to do like coming out of high school no i actually started in the lamar dodd school of art um i was an art major which my older brother who was a georgia tech student and graduate you know used to call my art major underwater basket weaving 
but uh, <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. But really, it was super, super hard and so much work. And so I was really happy when I switched to advertising. I was like, group projects? Yes. <laughs> sure, I'll sign up for that. So I ended up, my mom kept saying, let's get a degree that you can get a job in. Let's just take art and just. I feel like that's what all parents say to art majors. It's their job, honestly. So, um, yeah, so I switched to advertising, which obviously panned out well, because I really can't draw (laughs) that great, to be honest. So, But that's what you were doing? You were drawing? Well, I wanted to do pottery and metalwork, but, um, which I still, I used to make jewelry all the time now that I have children and, you know, they've. Take up all of my, they suck the life right out of you. Not take up many, all of my hobby time. <laughs> not as many Kate Sanders originals coming out right now. No, not these days. So after college, you mentioned you went to the Gulf? Yeah, Gulf Coast. What do you do? I worked for real estate developers down there. And actually, when I started for them, I was doing marketing and event planning, which was really fun, you know, getting to when they would release like a phase out of one of their developments for people to buy lots for. I would get to plan the event. Which was great because, you know, it was at the beach and it's that all fun. true. It's all bankers and real estate people and there and then just bar people. So what it, part of the Gulf? I lived in Gulf Shores, Orange Beach. Area. Wow. Very oh. nice. Yeah. So it was fun. I had to evacuate a bunch of times, though, yeah. which when you're 22 is very expensive. People <laughs> it's very expensive no matter what age you are. But, right. True. So, yeah, I would evacuate every time. And then after Katrina, um, the you know price per square foot of everything they were building like tripled all of the resources coming out of Louisiana, Louisiana and Mississippi were basically gone and so I ended up leaving there the following summer summer of 2006 went to Atlanta and stayed in a really the print and paper industry which has served me really well as I've come back to Augusta and worked with Allison South in a lot of different ways I get to help people pick what kind of paper we use or print techniques or things like that I get to act like a nerd and talk to our vendors is that what you were doing in Atlanta yeah you're uh so so talk us through that really quickly. not like Dunder yeah, yeah. Mifflin I was about yeah, to yeah, ask yeah, yeah. Michael, Michael Scott paper company <laughs> I know because it was like 2006 seven when I started and everywhere I went I would just I would make up my job I would just lie because every time people are like, like the office? I'm like, no, not like the office. <laughs> it's a peak time to work in paper. <sighs> yeah. She went door was, to door selling paper. Yeah, no. <laughs> but I will say my husband is an attorney, and so we barely ever watch legal television shows because the entire time he talks about, well, that would never happen, and that would never. Well, he loves the office, so I would sit next to him and watch the office and say, well, they would never have sheet-fed paper and web paper in the same place. That's ridiculous. <laughs> And so at least that did help me um, get back at him a little bit for ruining all of the <laughs> law and orders for me whenever I try to watch. That's but, hilarious. So, yeah, so I worked in the paper industry, and my job in the paper industry was to work with graphic designers and help them specify the kind of paper like that my company had to their printer. So I learned so much about paper and then got really into the sustainable side of paper and printing and post-consumer waste and um, got to work with a lot of like government and clients that had to deal with EPA guidelines and things like that. So I got to work, you know, work on Zaxby's and all, a lot of different kinds at the at the printer I worked for. They printed a lot of really big um, people's things, so it was it was fun to get to work on. Now we know who we can. That's right. Ask That's our paper, about paper. Yeah. yeah, you can always ask yeah. me about. Yes, you can always ask me. About I usually paper. refer to the office, but yeah. Now we have a person. Sometimes I try not to do this in public, but sometimes in our office when someone brings in paper, I smell it. And now (laughs) most everybody in my office just knows that I'm a weirdo. But when I worked at a paper company, I could smell the paper and tell you which, which, like, paper manufacturing company made it. That's Those incredible. are real party trick. So that's why you and I were just looking at a business card for 10 minutes. Yes. Very cool. That's exactly why. By the way, I've never seen David put so many markers. <laughs> She's and this very is great. quotable. I'm, I'm <laughs> really good. This is great. <laughs> so you moved back to Augusta at some yeah. point from Atlanta. What yeah. was the catalyst from that? Had you already met your husband at uh, that point? This is embarrassing. I'm like, kids, don't do this at home. Um, <laughs> We, we met, it's very cliche. We met at Stillwater Masters Weekend. Like, solid. Not very creative, to be honest. If you live in Augusta, from Augusta, you meet your significant other Masters Weekend downtown. But, you know, it is what it is. So we met at Stillwater. We were set up um, by, by mutual friends. Who gets set up on Masters Week? I know, only us. 
and we started dating a couple weeks later and I again I mean I feel like we need to if there if this had video I would tell you to put like an asterisk and a line like don't do this at home but I quit my job and moved to Augusta like eight weeks after we started dating. Yeah, don't do this at home. And terrifying. Also, we were we were fully grown ups and had had plenty of other relationships. So it was I wasn't like twenty two. Like let's just throw caution to the wind. I mean, we were we were twenty seven and twenty nine at that point. But we got engaged. No, full grown adults. Yeah, full grown. Well. <laughs> You know, ish. I, I don't think we're still actually full grown adults, right, right. but we'll get there one day. Uh, but yeah, so I just, I ended up moving back here. We got engaged like four months later and married eight months after that. And our anniversary. When you know, you know. Yeah. Locked and loaded. 11 yeah. years. Yeah. In a couple weeks, we'll have our 11 year anniversary. Congratulations. So, you know, things are going well so far. Yeah. So far. <laughs> so you moved back. With no job, and I assume the career... No, I found out that okay. I got the... I did quit my... Again, kids, I don't do this at home. I did quit my job without knowing for sure that I had gotten the job that but I But you had. applied for something. Okay. So you weren't just okay. like coming here to no. couch surf. Or right. Okay. Um, but so I found out that I got that job my last day in Atlanta. Like car packed, apartment clear. Perfect timing. And they called me and said, <laughs> hey, you have a job. So I was actually spending a good part of that July in Tanzania on a trip. And so I just said, well, I'll come home, go to Tanzania, come back and figure it out. And so they called me that day in late June and I started the job the week after I got back from Tanzania. And well, they being yeah. the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Very cool. Very and cool. So was that kind of in the event planning sector as well? Yeah, I learned so much there. Um, I mean, because really, you know, at the time, they have more employees here now, but at the time I was the only employee. So I was doing all of the media relations, all of the team management, volunteer management, and event management for, you know, really big events. Like yeah. the Light the Night Walk had multiple thousands of people that came. And then I convinced the um, Leukemia Lymphoma Society, like our, my home chapter in Atlanta, to let me bring men and women of the year to Augusta. Oh. They were going to take it to Savannah first. And I said, no, 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 Augusta will love this. Please let me do it. And then I got what I wished for. And they said, congratulations, you know, wow. start man and woman wow. of the year. So, so quick aside on that. Did you, did you work with Jim Christian when you were doing that? I did. I knew that was yeah. coming. Yeah. yeah. That's he's, funny. He's definitely talked about that so many times. He yeah. has. He loved I love it. that. Jim's, so full yeah, circle, Jim shout out friends. to Jim. We love you. That's right. <laughs> So how, so you were working for the, uh, which by the way, men and women of the year is like a really big Huge. deal. Huge. Um, oh, just for an idea, like how much money does that raise now? I mean, half a million dollars. Yeah. How much wow. do you think it's raised like since you oh. started it or since it was started? So the very, the first year that we started in Augusta. And uh, when was that? In 2012 was that Spring. Okay. That was mm -hmm. the first year. So okay. 2012. Yeah. And that's actually how I met Mike. He was the man of the year. He was no. one of my candidates. He was one of my candidates. That's how we met. Really? Yep. So, um, but yeah, so that first year, our goal was 60,000, I think. Okay. And I was looking at the other markets our size in the, in the South, and I was like, woof, like Greenville had done 60,000. And I thought, right. oh, Greenville's bigger than Augusta. We did 100. Wow. That first year. Congratulations. Yeah. But anyone who works in nonprofits knows that just means they're going to make your goal even higher. The right. Year. So yep. we kind of just kept going up and up and up. Um, and it's been a great, you know, it's been the most successful campaign for LLS for, you know, for a while. And it's yeah. done really, really well. How long did you do that? For six years, around six years, I was with LLS. And um, I went to the Red Cross for just about one year and then... I had started kind of playing with the idea of getting back into the for-profit world. And I knew Mike um, because Jeff Annis and Dina Thomas, who owned Advanced Services for Pest Control, they still are a huge advocate for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society, and they are a fantastic um, corporate partner. Okay. And so they were helping me get Man and Woman of the Year off the ground. And she said, let me get my marketing guy to meet with us and see if he can help us get some billboard space donated and different in-kind media donated. So we go to lunch at Manuel's. It was in November of, I want to say, 2011. And um, Mike's there. And so we started telling him about Man and Woman of the Year. And he said, do you need candidates? And we said, <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> yes, we very badly need, can- you know, because yeah. it's one thing to, even though I guess to ask people now, they know how much money they have to raise. But that first year, you know, it was a big thing for people who didn't know what it was to say, yeah, I'll step out on a ledge and do this. And he just was immediately like, yeah, I'll help. And yeah. so he was our, you know, one of our very first candidates that we had secured. And then he was on my nominating committee year after year. And so. So you guys kind of played in the yeah. same groups. So, yeah, we were circles. friends. Yeah. I introduced him to my husband's company, the Hawk Law Group, which became a client of the South Company. And so I would get to go to their Christmas party with Reed, my husband, and, you know, keep up with him in a lot of different ways. And so when I decided to go back into the for-profit world, I called him, not for a job, but just to be like, hey, you know, low-key, I'm thinking about, like, re-entering the for-profit side. Right. And if you, like, keep your ears open, if you know anybody, and then, um, and he, it was funny because he said, oh. If I would have known that that was even a possibility, I would have called you a while ago. But he didn't have the ability to hire me at the time. And then like three weeks later, stuff had shifted (laughs) it south. And his wife actually sent me a Facebook message. And she was like, hey, stuff has changed it south. Would you be open to meeting and eating lunch with Cynthia and Mike? And I said, absolutely. So I, I started there in 2015 and basically, you know, it's Hotel California for me now. I'll never, okay. never, leave, never be able to leave. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be right back after this quick message from one of our sponsors, Savannah River Brewing Company. And don't forget, Oktoberfest is coming soon. So I'm making plans this weekend and I'm sure everybody at home knows exactly where I'm going. I'm probably going to go pick up a pizza. Take my wife to the brewery, Savannah River Brewing Company. And I'm going to enjoy some nice beers. They've got a lot of new beers on tap. They've got an after dark sour beer, which is a little bit of a switch up with the swamp thing. It is delicious. It will rock your world. So if you don't have plans this weekend or if you don't have plans on Monday through Friday, go check out the brewery. They're open every day. Savannah River Brewing Company. So, David, I think this is a perfect yep. time to segue into Mike's life. Yep. Let's dive into Mike. How Mike, much do you want? Mike, the whole thing. <laughs> Mike, are you from Augusta? Minute. Are you from Augusta? I'm not from Augusta. Where, Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in North Carolina, so okay. Winston-Salem, and, and went to school at USC in Columbia, and then kind of got out this way, what, 2006. Okay. So, so when you grew up, like, was marketing CEO, was that kind of like in the, you know, in the cards for you? Is that what you thought you were going to be doing? Honestly, no. I, I, my, I come from a line of broadcasters, which is ironic because this microphone thing terrifies me right now. <laughs> so uh, my, grand, my great-grandfather was a broadcaster. My grandfather was a broadcaster. My father was a broadcaster. So, so what did you do? I mean, Wait, I, I already know on. the answer to this. Hold on. But you ha- I mean, you have to humble brag. I mean, you got like a national award on your radio show when That's you were I a did. teenager. I did do a radio show as a That's teenager. That's where I'm going so with like, this. Tell yeah. us about that. Uh, so in 2000, as a college project, uh, we created a uh, talk show for teenagers called the Teen Forum Show. So like high schoolers and college students that came together to create like the real world, world, what a real world on MTV type yeah, style yeah, yeah. TV yeah. show. We did it on with microphones. Were you the host? Heck no. Uh, <laughs> just, the, just the guy behind the idea, right? So, uh, uh, hour and a half show, uh, Wednesdays from four to five thirty, and we did it on one little AM talk station. And uh, we all had to go out and sell the show and produce the show, and we all worked for free as obviously college students and high school students to put it on. You know, David. I don't know if it's just me, but I'm not trying to. Oh. Make his head big, but we he does have a good voice for radio. He does. I he don't know why you want the host. radio too. Right. Yes, he does. Kate. Kate. <laughs> but no, it was it was it got my experience. Like so, that would say like in the year two thousand, my father gave me that opportunity to do that, and then yeah, it got me at least into the, like the idea of marketing, right? So like you're yeah. now having to like talk up a show, produce a show. Go out and get people to listen to the show. Go out to the high schools and perform the show. So Kate mentioned a national award. Talk us through like the you don't have to. You, no, it's talk fun. us through the height of you know what happened. How how did it grow? It was a class project. You don't usually get well and, national and, awards for a class project. Yeah, yeah. So for the radio show itself, actually, one of the great things was we made it. We helped to get syndicated. So our goal was. <laughs> Late night after the show, we'd shoot the show on Wednesday or, or record the show on Wednesday. Which, we, I'm going to stop you. For millennials, get syndicated means in multiple places at the same yeah, time over yeah. radio waves. So, like, before there was a podcast thing, right? right? <laughs> yeah. There was this thing called a radio station. <laughs> and there was a building in a tower that cost thousands and thousands of dollars to pay for to get your signal out. No. Um, so, yeah, like, we would stay up after the show. So, you picture this. The show ends at 6 o'clock or whatever. Okay. And then we get our dinner. And then we come back. And then we're literally 
in the old days, there's a thing called CDs. And so we would actually take the show, edit it like a podcast. Yeah. And then that would take, what, an hour or two just to get it down to the exact minute and add all the commercial breaks in. So now mm-hmm. you're at 8, 9 o'clock at night doing this. And then we now start to produce the one copy. And then, of course, there's no such thing as a fast way of making multiple copies because this is this is 2000, <laughs> right? Burning CDs. So burning we, them one at, at a time. time. So we're burning <laughs> one at a time and then getting the label maker and pushing it down <laughs> and sticking the thing on. And this is episode 72, 30 minutes for station XYZ. And they're going to run it on Saturday or Sunday mornings or Thursday nights or whatever it may be. So yeah. uh, we eventually got on like 27 radio stations, which was really cool. That's crazy. Yeah. So we, we just call them up, send them demos, and then plead to get, you know, 30 minutes of airtime, basically. What, what was the award? Uh, so the award, actually, the award wasn't for the radio show per se, but it was uh, for one of my other college projects at USC. Uh, we did this whole campaign where we had to build out ING Direct, which is a financial institute. Yeah. And we basically created their whole entire marketing campaign. And we beat out every college in the United States. USC did. So that's awesome. Or my team. Right. right. And what was really cool was about it is we got to name the ad agency. So we got to become, basically we created our own ad agency. And ironically, the name of that agency was Southern Exposure. Oh, so, very good cool. too. And I don't know, there, and this is like not knowing the South tie-in at that time of my life. And that's not knowing, I just thought the word Southern was kind of cool and exposure because we were in the South and South yeah. Carolina Gamecocks. And then exposure because we were trying to get exposure for the, the product, right? So Yeah. yeah. And so we won, and Wayne Brady gave us a reward, and you <laughs> know awesome. they put us up in a hotel that I've never stayed in so nice in my life at you know twenty years old, and it was cool. So it sounds like things at that point were, and I don't want to play things down, but it sounds like things were kind of easy for you, like they were going very well. You were growing all. Have this you ever tried stuff. to burn a hundred CDs? Oh, I have. It sound <laughs> I have. Yeah, it yeah, because it got to the end, and also it's like buffering doesn't right. work or something. <laughs> you do it over. No, but so so after USC. Um, you know, what was the next kind of step for you having already had all this experience? So ironically, that radio show, we kept it from 2000 to 2010. So you employed yourself after college uh, and not, during college. Not so much employed, but worked okay. for free. Yeah. <laughs> um, we get that. He also worked actually, for a nonprofit. <laughs> and, and, yeah. And in all honesty, we actually, I actually went in debt. Like actually, cause I was so passionate about that project that I like, I borrowed a bank of America credit card or whatever and put 10,000 on it. And then that's terrifying. Yeah, it is terrifying, right? <laughs> and then so not only did I like not make money, but I put myself in debt. You need an asterisk for that too. Don't yeah, don't, don't do, do this at home. Yeah. <laughs> this is a success story, but not yet. <laughs> I mean, I eventually had to, you know, finally shut it down and um yeah. I, I even bought a van too. That's a whole other story. But um <laughs> which was part of that radio show thing. What, what kind of van? I mean, it was an Astro van. Oh, I mean, yes. yes. of course it was. <laughs> put that on a credit card too. Another <laughs> another lesson. Um <laughs> But yeah, so I did that for 10 years, but I mean, I did that more of a, like a side couple hours, couple days a week kind of thing. Okay. Um, but what I was neat was after getting out of the radio and, and going and graduating from college was finding more opportunity, um, which honestly came right through that radio show. So everything connected. Like it was a, okay. it was like, I guess a web connection, right? So like that radio show had sponsors like uh, a, a Colonial Life Arena. So they gave us all the concert tickets to use for giveaways on the radio. And then they eventually said, would you ever want to work for us? And so that was my next web length, right? And so then I got to go work at Colonial Life Arena in Columbia as a marketing coordinator number whatever, 17 probably. <laughs> but, you know, starting That's out. That's Yeah, 24,000 a year, best job ever right there. <laughs> so starting out and, and still doing the radio show, which was cool. They let me do both. So they let me have the balance. Yeah. And then um, they eventually said, hey, we got an arena in Aiken that we're building, or a convention center kind of building that we're building. Would you like to come here? And they were like, do you want to move to this town called Aiken? I was like, not really, but <laughs> I will be happy to travel to it since you're going to pay me X thousands more dollars. Had you ever been? No, honestly, never. Okay. So this is like 2007 <laughs> now, and now I'm going to Aiken to do this arena and uh, doing the sponsorship and marketing and wearing multiple hats, which was great because like being in a small arena gave me more eyes to like everything going on to run a building right or a show where when you're marketing coordinator number and realistically i was number three at the colonial life arena i mean you're just doing marketing posters at that time like you're not getting to do all the other jobs there's other people making there's, decisions there's 40 other people yeah. above you that are making decisions you're executing the decisions yeah so, so did you get to make decisions in I, I felt like i was a big part of it okay. like i felt it was a big part of the growth in 2007 and um Again, what was cool about that was that web link to get me to get to Aiken, right? Yeah. And then now we're in Aiken, South Carolina. I'm living there finally. I gave up on trying to commute, um, which was, again, another issue. But so I needed I needed to stop commuting. And so I'm now in Aiken. And then three years in is when I met uh, one of our clients of the building. And he said, do you want to do my marketing on the side? 
And then that's the birth of South Company at that time. He was our first client. And, and he's, he's our first client, still, still our client our today. Clients. What was the business? Chandler Law Firm. So a lawyer, personal injury attorney was my first client. So starting off the shoot gate, it's not too bad, right? So not too bad. 27 years old with a personal injury attorney, and he's giving you that opportunity. That door opens. Seriously? Yeah. So this was 2007? Uh, 2010, officially. 2010. By the, time, by the time I had that. Or 2009 was the conversations, and then 2010 yeah. was the birth. So what led you then to taking that step that led you from being somebody working at the arena to the person that met with Kate to offer to run for man of the year and do the marketing <laughs> for them and, and all that other opportunity? Um, I, again, I think from my standpoint, it's like finding, I mean, not even finding, I think the doors are open for you. You just got to look and, and yeah. be able to willing to walk through it. Um, or like when Kate and I met, like, I get, I guess, let's put it this way. What if I turned down the candidate thing? We probably wouldn't have been that close. I mean, right. South probably would have had to close its doors because yeah. I wouldn't have been there. <laughs> no, we, probably, we, we might even be at this podcast show right now. But like, in all honesty, like me and Kay got closer because I was more involved, right? So who knew like what that decision I made in 2011 to volunteer the next six months to help whatever yeah. would have put me closer to her. And then how does that now connect three years later for her to come work at South or six years later to run the company together? But at that point, when you when you guys did have that meeting, were you uh, had you already started your own company? Were you still working in Aiken? What were you doing? So for me, my first year and a half of running the the South company with Cynthia South, um, which another story, maybe longer podcast. And shout but, out to Cynthia. She's yeah, not here right, right now. She's got two new grandbabies, so she's, she she's oh, rocking congratulations. it. So, uh, you know, Cynthia, previous uh, stepmom in my life, uh, called her in to help run this company. Or, you know, when Chandler yeah. said, hey, I was like, how am I supposed to get to the meetings between nine and five when I'm like working another job? So Cynthia definitely jumped in to help with that. And so, Cynthia's background, I mean, she's got a ton of experience in healthcare and media relations and things like that. So she had okay. had some pretty big time jobs around South Carolina. Shoot, I think she graduated college at like 18. So yeah. I mean, she's wow. like Doogie Hauser of marketing or whatever, yeah. so. And and did you guys choose South Company due to her last name? Yeah, so ironically, right? So like the the college project that I got that cool award from Wayne Brady for that one moment Southern of my life. Southern Exposure. You know, yeah, Southern Exposure. Wayne Brady. So like Cynthia's like, so what do we call this? And I'm like, I don't know, I like Southern Exposure. And she's like, well, Brian, my husband at the time, or still at the time. Her, her husband, Current to be husband. clear. Yeah, her Not husband. Not Mike's yeah, husband. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, it's a long, complicated Brian story. South, he was like, uh, hey, I got this LLC. It's called South Company. I don't use it for anymore. It's in a drawer. Do you want this paperwork? He's like, I can transfer this over to you. And, I, you know, I don't understand the legal stuff to it all, but it made it work, right? And he made us, yeah. he handed over basically an LLC that would have cost us, you know, a couple grand to get started. So uh, there you go. I mean, Southern Exposure, South Company. And yeah. then at the time, too, there was another sign that we saw the Southern Railroad car drive by when we were having that conversation in the Vista, Columbia, yeah. South Carolina. We're like, man, that's cool. Like Southern has just popped out everywhere now. Okay. So, so very convenient. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when was the moment or when was the year that that became your full-time job? So 2011, March was basically the, the switch in life. What led you to do that? Was it like a big account? I, I couldn't keep sneaking into the bathroom, man. I couldn't like, <laughs> I had like a notepad hidden like by the toilet I, I feel you on that. So you guys were busy. <laughs> I mean, we're getting, yeah. So our first year we actually got six of clients. So six D a mm -mm. oh, six. Okay. I was like six, 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 Ooh, six, 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 six. Yeah. Uh, still for part time. I mean, yeah. that's gotta be tough. Yeah. And this is on a kitchen again, going back to this kitchen table yeah. philosophy, but I mean, Cynthia's coming to my house. We're working on a kitchen table. I mean, literally, right. Like our kitchen table or my kitchen table was, you know, financial things and paperwork and media plans and whatever it may be. Is that the kind of stuff you were doing for them? What were you doing for these, these so my, clients? So my, mainly a what lot of... What wasn't he doing? What was, yeah. He was, was every position. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, so wearing the shirt, going out to the events. Uh, let's see. Referral drops. Uh, account managing. Account managing and media buying. Definitely media buying a lot. So That's got to be a pretty steep learning curve while you're also working full-time managing an arena. Yeah, so, um, you know, it's uh, it was definitely something that you'd say it might have been a side hustle, but it was really more of the passion and, and the path, right? So okay. um, it, it's cool because I think basically over that year and a half of trying to do both, it was, you know, God shuts down one door and opens up the other to get you to go. 
and do it full time. I mean, as scary as can be. I mean, so what pushed you out the door? Did you just you said, hey, we're we're busy enough. I can do this now. This is my thing. No, I had to get kicked out. So you had to get kicked yeah, out. Honestly, yeah, I had to because I, I mean, God obviously pushed me out. So I mean, eventually, Global Spectrum realizes you can't take so many bathroom breaks or you answer your phone every time. So, and you're running, you know, uh, fit now at the year two, we're at like twelve to fourteen clients. So you know, you can only do so much for lunch breaks. Gotcha. So. Uh, which was good. I mean, they did what was the right decision and, and then pushed me out, which then opened my eyes to go, you got to just do it. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the truth, right? Is is sometimes somebody else has to kick you out to get you to go to your passion. So, and and if I didn't have that, then who knows where I'd be too, right? So, Very like, true. I might be just doing this as a side thing with a couple clients and trying to keep it going. Yeah. And instead, you know, going at it in 2011, you know, we finished up with like 15 clients that year and continuing and, and majority of them still with us today is, you know, what did that teach us and, and how did we grow from there and watching these companies grow over the last 10 years. And on the topic of watching companies grow, now's a fantastic time for us to talk about our friends at the Clubhouse. The Clubhouse is a co-working space downtown that is much more than just a co-working space. If you go to their website, the first things that you will see are grow your business, learn how to code, and get a place to work. They are supporting startups and small businesses in tons of different ways from their Make Startups uh, Entrepreneur and Leader Education program to their coding boot camp that teaches real job skills. If you may be in a transitionary uh, place in your life, if you're considering starting a business, or if you have a small business, want to learn to grow it, the Clubhouse is a great resource for you uh, or you know your friend in that situation. Uh, if you want to learn more about them, get in touch with them. We highly recommend it. Go meet them. They're at the third floor of the Cyber Center, downtown Augusta, and their website is theclubhow.se. So now take us from 2011, at that moment when you were pushed out the door, to the moment when you brought Kate on to uh, be the operations officer. Yeah. So, I came in as an account manager. Came in, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, there's what, so we talked about this actually in the staff meeting today, but there was six of us in 2000. Of- 15 mm-hmm. so I, was the, I was insane. the fourth i was the well i guess besides if we don't count mike and cynthia i yeah. was the third or higher f- fourth full-time hire wow yeah. so we're talking first five years is you know part-timers and not paying yourself and you know figuring this out yeah so and then by 2015 we were able to get talent like kate or ron turner like or, my title was the augusta like market manager, because there was just one of us. And now, yeah. and now there's you <laughs> know title ever. an entire building of account managers that right. manage clients in Augusta, an entire building of account managers but, right. managing this is, Aiken. This is mind-blowing because you guys are in like seven cities right now, and we'll get into that in a minute, but like, I mean, take us through that growth. Like, Well, I would, I mean, the big catalyst, we were already growing um, at a, what I feel is a comfortable pace. Um, what and, is that? What is it comfortable? I mean, you know, a, co- adding, a client a month. Yeah, adding okay. client a month. Okay. We'd added two or three additional people after me during right. 2015. You can hire someone every six months, yeah, that kind of a yeah. thing. I mean, maybe we're maybe, yeah, we probably added four people the year I started. I um, mean, we finally, you know, 2016, we were finally able to paint the building. Yeah. And so, and that's, they had bought a building in downtown Aiken and right. were refurbishing it. Which you guys are still there, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we own that building. And so um, that's where, you know, I worked. I mean, I commuted to Aiken every day, which I think people in Augusta were like, oh, you know, but I had lived in Atlanta. So I was just like, this is just down the street. You right. know, There's I, no traffic. No, and I love Aiken. Um, but so, yeah, I would drive to Aiken every day. But the real catalyst, I think, for the crazy trajectory was when Mark Allison was ready to retire and had met with Mike and Cynthia and we bought the Allison group and became Allison South. And okay. that so happened in late what was, what 2016. Was, what was that? Who was Mark Allison? What was that? Was that another marketing company? Who is Mark Allison? Who is I'm Mark Allison? Who is it? The Who? legend, the myth, Everyone the whatever? Everyone should know Mark Allison. That's right. The He's man, like the myth, Anchorman. legend. Um, There's yeah. just a lot of levels. So I want to make sure yeah. that we kind of hit that. Mark Allison, um, he owned the Allison group and he had been, you know, a, an advertising staple in Augusta for... 37 years. Yeah, I mean, decades. He'd worked in media. Um, He had done huge product launches for Electrolux and Husqvarna and all these different companies. Um, And he's just an amazing strategist. And it it was a a great opportunity, you know, obviously to not only get to take on the legacy of the Allison Group, 
but to learn from Mark too. Um, right. You know, that was really neat, I think. And it's still neat because we still get to learn from him. He's he's an advisor now. He gets to, you know, he's retired. So he gets to just fish and make chicken wings and eat hot dogs all <laughs> yeah. over America. I'm just glad I now know that Allison South was not one person. No. I did not know that. But I'm going to tell you if people will email me, Kate at Allison South, and then they say, hello, Allison. I'm like, you wrote my name <laughs> into the email address, you idiot. It's all good. So, so yeah, every female, it's like a rite of passage to be called Allison if you work for us. So I was, gonna, I was, I was just going to say to tie back in though too, I actually sold Mark Allison advertising when I worked at the arena. Very so funny. If you want to, like the ironic part, I never knew him. So I mean, the web stretches all the way from yeah. the right. college radio he, station to Mark Allison. It's weird, but it's true. Like Carolina yeah. Heart and Vascular was his client and they, they bought signage in the arena. Now I only knew him through an email transaction. Right. Because he was big time, I guess, to meet with me. But <laughs> I'm just the guy at the arena. But... You know, I mean, he sent me the souvenir golf balls with his logo on it. But, you know, like, but now, interesting, seven years later, you know, you're now part of that whole thing. So so before we jump into Allison South and what y'all do, I'm, I'm fun fact, I just want to ask, y'all started with six clients in the first year. Uh, how many clients do you have today? <laughs> I have no idea. 140-something, maybe? Huge. 150? Yeah, under, over 150. And then how, how, many, how many branches do y'all have and how many people do you have under you working yeah because y'all you, you know kate was your first yeah. account manager how many augusta area manager yeah yeah the manager to the whatever get it right chris the, the manager to, the to herself augusta market there's, there's so many layers here guys yeah. give me a break <laughs> um we're at 52 employees okay yeah, maybe okay. maybe 53 tomorrow 51 tomorrow who knows but yeah. we're 52 um, um South Florida office, Aiken and Augusta, obviously. Yeah, Chattanooga. And then we've got a team in Charlotte, Charlotte as well. And then we have we pay rent in Greenville still. <laughs> yeah. So, and we, we have, have a some, couple employees. In yeah, we have clients in Greenville, and then we have a couple employees that are in Greenville too. So. So so what is Allison South? Why would I want to hire you? What do y'all offer? This is getting to, philosophical. Who hires? Yeah, yeah. When yeah. people who hire you, you. What do they want I you mean, to do for Augusta them? Augusta has a lot of marketing firms, and right. I know each yeah. one has its own niche. Mm -hmm. So what is y'all's niche? What do y'all do? We do really cool stuff. No, what do you? Um, I mean, the best way to say is I think full. I mean, everybody says it's like full service marketing, but what it really truly means is we're not just looking at the media buying. We're actually doing strategy and looking at the overall picture and then and managing it for you. So long term I mean, goals. Long. Yeah. I mean, we really. I we always say we wear your shirt. I mean, that's we really do. Like we invest in being a part of your company and being a part of your team. So some people like in marketing might hand you a pretty picture and say, "Here's your graphic ad." You send me here's the check right but at the end of the day it's like we're way more than that so and you mentioned earlier in this episode you mentioned all the companies which to somebody that kind of doesn't have an inside perspective doesn't make any sense because yeah. you're, you're one company can you kind of talk us through like the company's aspect of what you guys do how that works so um I as, guess, as much as yeah, the public high can know high level no it's totally <laughs> fine high level easiest way to say it um Mike and I own a holding company called Full Circle Holdings. Right. Full Circle Holdings owns Allison South Marketing Group. And then we own the South Florida office with Haley Weigel, who was one of our, she was like the employee right before me. She was young. I mean, she, Mike had mentored her. Yeah. Did not know that. From Aiken. Mike had mentored her since she was 15 and she worked for us and her husband ended up, you know, getting a job in South Florida and, um, she was coming back and forth for a while because she just said, I really don't want to leave South. You know, this is what I want to do. And then a couple of months into being there, she said, I want to try to build an office here. And so we said, go for it. You know, we'll put the resources behind you and the time behind you. And she kept flying home to manage her clients here so that she had that book of business. But then while she was there, the other, you know, three weeks out of the month, essentially, she started building a client base there. And we have three employees in that office and are in the process of actually put out a job offer today I think to the fourth yeah. as of today so really really cool um she's building something amazing in South Florida I get to go there a lot I get to go Mike goes to Chattanooga a lot and then I go to South Florida a lot but I was just there last week so I get to go every six to eight weeks to that office and it's really cool and the and the clients there are really cool so yeah she she expanded built that office when she moved down there and you know Chattanooga kind of a like organic way too, I guess we met Amber and wanted her to be part of our team and she's, she's building out the office there. But so we essentially in, you know, Chattanooga, South Florida, like those markets, yeah. 
there's ownership for the person who's building the market, you know, to own that, yeah. that office with Mike and me. And then the digital company, South Digital, um, we have, you know, partners in that company, South Contents, our video company, we have partners there too. So yes, the Allison South business and obviously Augusta podcast. Yeah. Ooh. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, <laughs> but the business model for Allison South is, you know, I, I'm one of our strategists for our marketing action plans. And I always tell people our best practice is to not give you art without strategy or strategy without art. We believe in giving you art and strategy together. So if we're going to give you something, we're going to tell you where to put it, when to put it there, why to put it there, you know, those kind of things, what it should look like. And so we really like to work in long-term relationships with people and really be, I mean, a full extension of their company as their marketing department. So, you know, our team, I mean, they all have to sign non-disclosure agreements when they start working with us because people have to tell us all of their financial information and yeah. their sales. And, you know, right. we've had clients buying another company or know about mergers or all kinds of different things, you know, before the public or the media knows something's happening and, our clients really trust us with that kind of stuff. So I would say that's one, probably one of the biggest things is every year, you know, we're sitting down with people finding out what their goals are for the next year and then either re-strategizing or shifting strategy or media buys or different things depending on, you know, what that client's goal is for the next year. You also do events as oh, well. Yeah. Uh, Paceline is one of the ones that I think of that really jumps out for the Augusta area. Are there any other events that y'all do? We, I mean, we have, so we do a couple, we do different types of events. And, and talk about am Paceline too. To, talk yeah. about Paceline and what you do for them. Wait, am I allowed to say yeah. the next thing that we're doing? Yeah, go for it. So our next. Uh, Big announcement. I'm yeah. Sure. Our next company <laughs> is an event company. Um, can I announce who the other owner will yeah. be? Do we have the name? With the Ashley Hawksmith. Woo! Shout out. So, you know, she's a. She's a great freaking lady. Freaking institution around here. Everybody yeah. loves Ashley. That's right. So, um, you know, the three of us, of course, COVID slowed all that down. We were going to do it in like a year ago. Um, but so, yeah, we're work, working on a specifically an event company that'll do like large corporate events, ribbon cuttings, you know, Christmas parties, all yeah. that kind of, I mean, big corporate events. But um, it's been, I mean, we have an entire event team um, and we have a full-time event manager. And then, you know, I get to, it's fun for me. From yeah. the event side, but also the nonprofit side. You know, when I when I worked in the nonprofit industry, I was only able to help one non nonprofit. That was it. Couldn't really help anybody else. So it's always fun for me to get to help. You know, we've got over three dozen nonprofit clients, and so I get to whether they're here, whether they're in South Florida, doesn't matter. I get to help and you know, kind of consult them with their fundraising or the way that they build out their committees or the way they build out their sponsorship levels and things like that, which is really fun for me to get to still use that part of my career that I love, you know, and help a lot of local nonprofits that are our clients. Which makes us different too. So that's another thing to answer your question. I mean, not many companies are really ad agencies focused on nonprofit events. No. Or nonprofits probably in yeah. general, really. I, I think honestly the average person listening right now, when they think of a marketing firm, they think of graphic design. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all well, sure that's part of it. That is part of it. But y'all really reach into things that most people don't think of when it comes to marketing events. Yeah. yeah. Referral marketing. I mean, we, you know, connect chiropractors and personal injury attorneys and, you know, different people who would refer to each other. Yeah. You know, we try to help those small businesses build networks within the people that they try or want to cultivate as re referral sources. Um, you know, we do PR, which I know oh, some agencies don't do. In South Florida, There, the business models in there, like a lot of big cities where, one company will have like four agencies they work with, four or five, and they have a PR company and a social media company and a graphics, and it's just crazy, and a digital and a web, and they all are kind of piecemealed. And so we the just— strategy is not together. Yeah, and, you know, it's just not necessarily the best way to do things when you have a bunch of different agencies. They don't get to talk to each other. And we have some clients locally that use other agencies for things, and it's always more successful, at least when we get to talk to them and, you know, brainstorm with them or be on the same page with them to make sure that the client has a cohesive message going out. But that's kind of our best business model is really just for, because we because we do everything in house, you know, that we can make sure that the voice stays the same and the, the brand and the ads and the promo products and all, you know, every single piece of it um, looks the way that it should and sounds the way that it should. We'll be right back after a quick message from our friend, George. Hey guys, it's George Clausen with Friends of Benefits. I want to tell you about an awesome show that we have coming up September 23rd at the Sharon Jones Amphitheater. 
with Moon Taxi, one of Augusta's favorite bands. The last time they were in town, they absolutely killed it at the Miller. It's September 23rd at the Sharon Jones Amphitheater, and you can get tickets at fwbpro.com. You know, I'm really surprised to learn, personally at least, how new so much of this is for you guys. Like the yeah, South for, Florida office. We're talking about 2015. Right. The Charlotte office. Mm-hmm. And so I'm curious, like, how how have you guys handled, like, growing so fast? And also, like, part two to that, like, where do you see yourselves? You know, where do you <laughs> see yourselves in five years? Where do you see yourselves next year? I'm like, what about next week? Right, right, right. Let's start small. <laughs> um. I mean, to but it be must completely transparent, how have we dealt with it? Not great sometimes. You know, I mean, it's stressful. Um, we have 50, I mean, we had, what, at the beginning of 2020, 28 employees. Mm-hmm. So you've we're almost in the doubled. Lift, yeah, and, yeah. Wow. you know, in 18 months. So, I mean, that's hard for me, you know, going from being, so I was an account manager for us in the Augusta market, and then I was the account director, and then I became VP of account services, and then I made the switch to COO. What kind of time period are we talking about? Oh. Well, in, you know, four years, basically. Four years. Right. That's, I so, mean, yeah. so, stressful. Um, I became. It's a lot of change in business cards. Yeah. <laughs> that's the truth. Of course, Mike, the, the finance guy, he's like, ugh, her the amount of money we have to spend on her business cards. Hey, she knows her paper. That's right. <laughs> that's right. And we have soft, soft touch and UV code on our business cards. I'm just saying. They're, be- they're beautiful. They're really beautiful. I don't know what that uh, means. Continue, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so. You know, it's been it's been sort of difficult. That's part of why I moved into a COO role. I still manage a lot of our strategies on the marketing action plan side. You know, when people are coming in and we do rebrands and kind of like launches for them, I'm still super involved in that. And I have two or three clients that I stay involved in at a high level. But outside of that, I mean, all the clients I had, we've had to roll off, you know, onto other account managers. And um I've moved into a COO role to help with the demands that we have of processes and internal structure and, you know, trying to build out an org all chart. The fun and, stuff. Yeah, all the all of the things. Mm-hmm. Have an HR team that, you know, I mean, when you start a small business, your billing's not in-house. You're not, you know, you just have people part-time or you have, you yeah, know, yeah. you're hiring out stuff like that. And so now, you know, we've had to bring all of that kind of stuff in-house. So, but I mean, it, it's kind of like a support fun. system for yeah. all the different, right. all the different agencies. Yeah. So let me ask Mike this because Mike hasn't said anything in a minute and I want to challenge him. Mike, what's been the most difficult part of all of this growth that you guys have seen Mm. for you personally? Uh, Letting go. Because you're used to doing it all yourself. So especially for six years, at least at the beginning. So, yeah. I tell him that South for him, it was like a baby. And now he has an adult child and he has to. At least an 18 year old. Yeah. Like, yeah. And T- technically, he's five years old, or no, <laughs> ten years 11, old. Dog yeah. years, dog, dog, dog years. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but you know, it was like an infant that he needed right. him for every single thing. He had to do every single thing. People couldn't do anything without him, and you know, kind of thing at the beginning. And now it's sort of grown up, and right. so he has now he's like in that transition phase of learning how to parent a child that's older, right? That is a little bit that's more. So, thank God, self sustaining. You know, because the truth is, it has a job. The child has a job. Yeah. And I mean, he and I can't do, we can't do everything or be everywhere for this many people, this many offices, this many services, or this many clients. And I think that's, that it's been a growing pain for some of our early clients who are so used to having unfettered access to him all the time. Right. You know, that's, that's hard to manage too, because they're used to like him being their account manager in 2011. And now, you know, there's two levels of people between their account manager and, and Mike essentially. So. Is it scary having like ownership over so much more things happening, but having less direct impact over what's going on? Um, yeah, sure. And I mean, I think a lot of it still is just learning. And for me, it's every day is new still. I mean, the PL is larger, but it's still got the same mathematical equations or thought process behind it. So it's, it's especially at a, I guess, a young age. I mean, I still feel young, I guess, 39. Kate's the same. So. I mean, if you think about it, we're two 39-year-olds running a team of 50-something. So that might have taken some ad agencies 20-plus years, and we've done it. Really, we've done it in four. Well, and that's why I ask these questions because, you know, a lot of the businesses that we talk to the owners of, we're trying to support, like, small businesses or, you know, Mm -hmm. it's a great restaurant or even restaurant groups with a lot of different, uh, you know, locations. But Shout out Frog Hollow. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But 
having multiple different cities and having like relatively a relatively young company have all of this different size and and reach is kind of unique or at least i think if you talk about like traditional augusta would be very unique to talk about which i think is is a really cool thing that you guys are doing for you know yourselves obviously but the culture of the city and the culture of business here kind of you know making quote unquote local big business okay uh, now having said all of that my soliloquy um how have you guys kind of felt as this has happened like do you feel like this is something that you know other people are doing now do you feel like this is kind of a cultural shift um, because we, we hear a lot about mergers now and we hear a lot about, you know, we have tax slayers, a national company. We have MAU is, is a growing national company. Do you think this is something that there's kind of this wave happening? I'm just curious from, you know, the insider perspective, what you guys see. I guess, I mean, sometimes what worries me about the big companies in Augusta, not so much us, although, I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't turn it away, but <laughs> an offer, but it's a lot, you know, like the tax layers of the world. I mean, they get so big and then other people are coming in like a turbo tax. Yeah. Or offering. Yeah. Well, I don't even know who bought, I don't remember who bought tax layer, but it was like venture capitalist or something, yeah. you know, come in and we'll buy the company out from, you know, the family or the people who started it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know Rectex had an infusion of some, you know, right. out quote unquote outside people. Yeah. Um, so, but that's a cultural thing too, because is. I think five six years ago you would be looked down on for yeah. taking venture capital money. But I think Not, now, yeah. It's, yeah, and the ironic part it's is we haven't taken any money. Like, right, you guys haven't. No, we're not so even debt. I was laughing. I was just going to say I was laughing at him talking Flex. about his ten thousand dollar credit card <laughs> because I thought, well, thank God he did that when he was like twenty because we don't really have debt now. We're not taking, like, we, that's not how our companies we run. Never, yeah, we never just took that. Yeah, so, so I'm actually, like, that's, crazy. I, that's really true. I never thought about it like that. But I guess the, um, le- the lesson I learned then prevented at 2010 going, let me just go get 100K from the bank, which not that would have got anyway, but um, maybe four, <laughs> maybe four years in, they would have let me borrow it. Um, but, you know, like, and then not borrowing and just saying, cool, I want to do that, right? So it was all, be, whatever we earned is what we made. But I think, to, I mean, to answer your question, the thing for us is that we have to look at what you're talking about with businesses being bought up from an agency perspective. Yeah. So we tell our team all the time, you know, we make these businesses look great and they are really well run businesses and operationally sound and fiscally sound. And then they're going to have other people come in that want to buy them. Advanced services is a good example of that. You know, they're we're super excited for them. They've had a really big company come to, you know, buy them out that's been in the news recently um and then we have some other clients that are in i mean that are not public yet but we have some other clients that are in that process too around not necessarily augusta but other parts of georgia and south carolina um that are working through offers from bigger companies for what they do so we always have to you know we we always say we don't want to have any client that makes up 30 percent of our you know, profit. We don't want to have right. a, a giant client that if we lost them, we'd have to lay off half of our staff or anything crazy. Because um, there are agencies that have been like that, um, especially I think older style agencies. You know, and we've had we have employees who've been at those agencies. They lost a huge account, and twenty five people got laid off the next day. Right. So we try to work really hard to make sure that none of our clients take up that much of our you know percentage of profit. Um, and spread it out so that we stay sound. But I mean, at the end of the day, it is a real concern for us that we'll have clients that are bought out by bigger companies and then, you know, we'll lose that revenue, not because we did anything wrong, but really probably because we did something really right Yeah. and helped them, Ironic. You know, put, yeah, help position them for that kind of success and to be bought out and look, you know, be a, a really good opportunity for them. So, right. So I do have a question and this is probably a question that a lot of listeners might have. Is the logo a target sign? <laughs> is it a target? Please it's tell so us funny. about this and, and logo. And also, what we're, does it mean? We're about to, we're about to rebrand because of that. Actually, we've always, I guess, we've always had a circle. Um, it, the reason just behind it is obviously life comes full circle. So, Kate and I, our relationship where it's come full circle to work together. Uh, Cynthia, South, and myself. I mean, if you would know that she was my stepmom for, I don't know, fifteen years or something like that, you know, and then all of a sudden come full circle three years after my parents divorced or my father and her divorced uh, to create a company. You would never thought that's full circle. 
Yeah. Haley's full circle from an intern to. Yeah. So the icon itself, Ron, our brand developer, um, you know, because they had, the Southern Railroad had gone through and um, we, yeah. have, we have a picture in our Aiken office of a Southern Railroad car with, there's like a tree covering the ERN. So it's just the south part of it. And um, I've seen that picture. And so like our logo and fonts and everything were like an homage, a nod to the Southern Railroad brand that they had. That's awesome. Which was obviously created, you know, before. Which is, I mean, I remember the day, yeah, we were in the Vista and the train goes by. So it goes back to even that. So So you're talking about the spider web. Will the next logo be a spider? That's interesting. With with like a web around it? If the spider web can go into a circle. (laughs) I can't design it, but I can say ideas all day. Yeah. (laughs) So before we we close out the show, I want to ask one more question, and then I'll kind of give the floor to Chris to take us out. Um, as he so chooses. So um, my last question is is very simple, and it's kind of like, what's next for you guys? Like, you know, personally and as a business, in the last three years since 2018, you guys have grown an insane amount. Talk about from the business and talk about from the personal, like what you would like to see the next three years be like. <laughs> Come on, visionary. Um. Mike's I mean, laughing because he has a 30-minute answer, and he's trying yeah, to figure out how much of it to say. To do it in 60 seconds. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think what, what we've done in many ways is find partnerships and, and synergy between companies uh, like Augusta Podcast or uh, James Acock with his videos and uh, possibly some other opportunities down the road like the event company. Find, finding talent is really at the end of the day. Like if you said what is the most amazing part of our office is if you take all 50 of those people, they're not very the same. They're all different. They're all got different skill sets as to how to utilize them and where yeah, they're best fit. I, I'm going to cut you off because Matt, one of your graphic designers, was, was about, just in the poster show. I was about to yeah, say that. You've yeah. got people all over the place. Yeah. So we kind of build a team around talent, and then we should be good to set up for the future. But, I mean, where we're headed is obviously offices that make sense in the right radius and the right size market and, and learning from that and, and seeing if we can find more synergy in those different markets. Um, I, I'd, I'd easily sit here and tell you the low country is next on our radar. Um, or Columbia, South Carolina might be more strength than our radar. Your so. homeland. I'm sure you have webs that reach out to Columbia. There some, there's some webs. Mm-hmm. And we actually have a, a, a teammate over there now currently. So um, that's probably my, like, short answer of, like, we've got to find some more synergy and offices in different markets. And and then from – you said personal, too? Yeah, personal, too. Come on. I hadn't even thought about personal. Um <laughs> I don't know. I, I like going to Buffalo Bills games. So if I can go to four or five games now a year instead of two, that would be amazing. I always black that part of you out of my mind. Me too. Same. I mean, we, I definitely got enough sky miles now. So it's like, now I just need to use them. So yeah. Um, what about you? Um, my goal for his personal life is for him to not work 17 hours a day, seven days a week. Um, I would like for him to Those get to bad numbers. Yeah. I'd like for him to get to leave at like two o'clock on a Friday and go to Fripp and yeah. relax and, you know, actually be able to, to take a break or maybe learn how to relax. Yeah. Learn how to relax. I think yeah. relaxing for him is, you know, checking emails and doing base camp and all, you know, so, <laughs> um, for me professionally, I just want to continue to build an infrastructure that supports the growth um, internally, but also for our clients, you know, I don't want our clients to feel the change, I guess, except for in really good ways. We are going through kind of a restructure right now in a bunch of different departments. I'm working on a completely new org chart and a lot of changes and processes that are going to include client strategy. So I'm super excited about rolling that out to our clients and what they're going to get to see there. So, I mean, my professional goal is just to keep creating a stronger infrastructure for our team and then to also keep an internal culture, even with the growth, you know, it's changed a lot, but there's a lot of it that's still there. And so to really pass the internal culture on and not lose that spark that everybody has and why we all love to work together and keep that. Um, those are my two professional goals. And then, I mean, I'm a mom. I have a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. So in three years, they'll be, you know, 10 and seven. And my four-year-old starting pre-K Thursday, my seven-year-old starting second grade Thursday. Are they going to go to ARC? No. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, I live in, I love ARC. I have tons of friends that went there. But, IB uh, program. <laughs> exactly. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I mean, we live in, we live in Westlake. So they're at Stevens Creek and. Um, good schools. Yeah. So, I mean, well, we have lots of good schools around the entire, you know, entire oh, yeah. area. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Augusta so, Prep. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Augusta Prep's one of our clients and I did also I go. That. And I, 
<laughs> and I did go to school there. Um, but okay. so uh, I went to ARC, so you're the yeah. traitor here. So I yeah. went to Westminster, so we're supposed to hate each other. We are. I graduated from Lakeside, though, so you know. Side note: in your room right here, there's three of our company logos or logos that we've done in this. It's just what are they? True. Tell us real quick. Second City Distillery. Second City, shout out. We love them. Carolina Moon. All those designs are us. Carolina Moon. And then we got the coffee over there, guys. Right? Oh, Ubora. Yeah. Ubora. But we didn't do Ubora's logo, but they're one of our clients. Yes. Fantastic. Yes, love for that. sure. That is fun. So way to represent. Yeah. Way to represent. We appreciate y'all. We didn't even mean to do it, yeah. but we're happy hey, to be here doing it. Full right. circle. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so are we ready to take this out? I'm ready. Are you, are you are guys you, ready? We're ready. Yeah. All right. Let's so born ready. We're Drop the Disc podcast. We're here dropping the disc from the city. Welcome to the Drop the Disc question presented by Trainer Gray. The Drop the Disc sponsors Trainer Gray Media. Why? They're dropping the disc every day. If you need a media group company that will take your business to the next level, you've got to check out Trainer Gray. The team that they have working in Evans, Georgia, has won numerous nominations for the Emmy Awards. Numerous Emmy Awards. You got to check them out. Trainer Gray Media, based out in Evans, Georgia. So, if someone were to walk up to you and talk negatively about the city, what would your response be to them? And Kate started, so I'm going to have Mike start. Um, Good call. Why? You just find out the reasons why, because it's not, right? Like, at the end of the day, like, this city's provided opportunity, and it's grown people like ourselves at a young age. So, I mean, we're all, and it's night. Oh, my gosh. We're all connected. Everybody knows each other. Yeah. I've been to a lot of cities I don't enjoy, so... <laughs> You know, and some of the larger markets are not as fun. So I don't know why people think that. Like, so this is a great size market. That was a very kumbaya answer. That was. I would drop somebody on the concrete <laughs> if they wanted to talk about it. professional. You got to have yeah. both honestly, sides of the coin. That's true. Yeah, honestly, Kate, you you wouldn't be the first to answer that way. Mike wants to sit down and have a coffee with him. Tell me why you don't like Augusta. I'm like, talk let, about my family. Me, I will shank you. you in the alley. Listen like, to the <laughs> hockey player's answer. I think you yeah. might relate more to them. I'll drop a puck. Yeah, I love Augusta. I mean, obviously, I grew up here, and my parents grew up here, and my grandparents grew up here, but I've lived in, you know, he hates Atlanta, but I loved Atlanta. I got to live on the Gulf Coast, lived in Athens, one of the greatest cities on the whole planet. Debatable. <laughs> and I, I just, I love Augusta. Being an adult in Augusta is really different, I think, you I know, yeah, yeah, than yeah. growing up here. True. Um, it's just not like an extension of your childhood by any means. I think... I mean, I remember going to college, even living in Atlanta, people would always be so shocked when I talked about how diverse Augusta was. You know, they grew up around people that looked like them, that had the same religion as them. And I didn't. I grew up with all different ethnicities, races, uh, religions, you know. And so that was one of that's one of my favorite things about Augusta that people, I think, outside of here don't realize. You know, we get to have an Hispanic festival and a Greek festival. Our pride is like off the chain. Mm -hmm. You know, we have a, such a strong black business community. Like we have such a really cool, diverse community here. And people think of this as a small town. But in that way, it's really a little bit more progressive and larger. And I, I love Augusta. So, yeah, I mean, I would basically drop anybody who'd. How badly do you want hockey back? I've noticed, I, I've noticed you saying that on social media. I love And tell links. us your story. Tell us your Lynx story. Yeah, I went to their opening night game uh, Thursday night in January of 1999. I was a junior in high school with like 10 of my girlfriends. I have uh, the my my printed ticket stub. Kids don't even know what a printed ticket stub <laughs> Can is Can we get a days. picture if that's a post? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I think it, it may be at my parents' house in my, obviously in my high school scrapbook that scrapbook. I made, in my junior year scrapbook, because I have one for every year. Uh, I'm going to find it, and I'm going to send a picture You're to you. You're dedicated. I'm going to be honest. The seats weren't that good. We were like in the nosebleeds. I didn't care. We didn't hey, care. nosebleeds in the Civic Center was nothing. Yeah, that's right. And I have a, I have a hockey puck from the game, too. Love that. That's also obviously in, Love the, that. in the scrapbook. So. Love that. Yeah, I'll bring it by. Bring it by. Send us a picture because we'll put it on Instagram and we'll tag you guys and we'll make you a part of this whole links thing that's going on right now. Yes. Um, Mike, who just walked out to take a phone call. Uh, Kate, thank you so much for being here. Let's take a real quick opportunity. Let's shout out Billy, who's been hanging out in the yes. corner the whole time taking pictures. Billy, walk up to this microphone. Tell us hi and tell us Hello. like three things about you real quick. What's up, guys? My name is Billy. Um, from Aiken. Been with South since 2020, January 2020. And um, I love working here. And tell us something personal about you. Yeah, something you like doing. Um, I love playing soccer. I actually have a game tonight. 
Um, yes, there we go. He's like, I have to go. I have a soccer game right now. <laughs> what do you play? What's your position? I play a lot of defense these days. Nice. What, what, what side or mi- or sweeper? Um, I'm a right, righty. I okay. used to play yeah. righty. But I'll mess you up on the left, too. So <laughs> come and see me. <laughs> Shout out to you. Thanks, Billy. Thank you so much to all of you guys for being here. Thanks for making this happen. This is very cool. Shout out to your families and children for allowing you to be here. We're really happy to make this happen. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Drop the Disc podcast recorded at Augusta Podcast Studio. Look out because we will be having an episode of Avid Augustans come out later this week with our friends from Augusta Plastic Surgery. Of course, stay tuned because we have released our official date for our next Augusta Rocks concert. It's going to be in October. Go ahead and check out our social media pages and get your ticket now. Uh, This is supporting the Salvation Army Center for Hope. And now on the topic of events in Augusta, let's go ahead and tune in to Chris with his series Around Augusta. Hey guys, this is Chris with Around Augusta. For those of you at home that are listening for the first time, Around Augusta is a segment that I get to do and talk about what's happening in the community. Um, Whether it's rumors of things coming to town, whether it's new businesses, investing in the city, I'm here to tell you. Now, there's been a lot of things that have been going on in the area recently. However, today I want to take a moment to shout out Sean Vericali. His stage name is Sean Cash. He's been on the Kicks 99 Wake Up crew for the past three years, and we've really considered him a friend of the show. He's been on the show uh, with us before, twice actually. Um, if you want to go hear those episodes, you can find them on our podcast. Sean Cash is leaving the city. In fact, today, Friday, August 13th, was the last day of him working in Augusta, Georgia. He has taken an incredible job opportunity up in Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, and he'll be working at a sister company up there. We're super excited for him, super happy that he's found a job that he's going to be able to grow as a radio host. However, Augusta is going to miss Sean Cash. Sean Cash is a true friend of mine. Um, We talk almost every day. Golfing with him has been great. And we are truly going to miss Sean Vericali. Guys, if you are also going to miss him, if you're part of Kicks Country, if you listen to Kicks 99 every morning, go ahead and shout him out on your Instagram. Let him know that we are going to miss him. And that's all I got for Around Augusta with Chris. See you all next week.